0: Hello and welcome along to It'll Be Right in the 90s and The Most Millennial Podcast, the collaborative podcast that's never a trick, but always a treat. I'm Stu Joslin and joining me is Alex Greenwood. And for this episode, our co-hosts, Drew, Reed and Sean. Yep, you heard that correctly. There are two podcasts and five presenters this time because we're doing our first ever collaborative episode with our friends across the pond, The Most Millennial Podcast. Guys, how are you?
1: Doing Awesome. Live in that dream, and I. Why don't we introduce ourselves too? Uh, oh yeah, I D- want to do it too. I'm Drew, <laughs> and I'm Reed. I'm good, and I'm.
2: <laughs> Jeez, and I'm Sean of the Dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> I like to read. <laughs> Reed. <laughs> that was good
3: really looking forward to this one uh we've been talking to the to these guys in most millennial podcast uh for a while now trying to work out how we can collaborate uh we're big fans of their their show and so yeah we were trying to think of a a topic that would that would work and make sense for us to collaborate on and due to the time of year and the fact that halloween is a bit of a kind of of quite an american festival (laughs) uh we thought well that would be perfect so um that's that's what we're doing and uh i wouldn't i would say we haven't got the guys in the studio have we true? it's not quite worked out like that no
0: that's right no we're well obviously if uh, if we were all going to be on uh, on the call together at the same time somebody would have to be up at about three in the morning and i don't think anybody likes podcasting
3: that much <laughs> uh, we like it but we don't like it that much so yes we've had to pre-record each other's sections so we will then stick them together in uh, post-production and hope that it flows smoothly and and sounds reasonable but um, nobody will notice a difference if we hadn't said this then nobody would notice a difference at all no (laughs) (laughs) um but this is yeah this is the first time that wessex and colorado have um collaborated on a podcast as far as i know so yeah so guys why don't you tell us a little bit about the most millennial podcast
1: and so with the most millennial podcast, we look at all things that are mostly millennial for our mostly millennial audience. And so we focus a lot on 90s and 2000s and uh, honestly, a lot of current events, too, and the the things that are affecting millennials as they age as well. But we have a strong dose of nostalgia. Would you guys add anything into that? Yeah, we wildly speculate. I all think that's time, kind that's of our it. tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're speculators. The most millennial podcast, Colin, we wildly speculate.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: As always, we have a sponsor for this episode. And our sponsor this week is Aladdin's Cave of Caution, your independent toy shop for all of your Halloween needs. Uh, you can simply quote the code ALRIGHT90s at the counter to reduce 10% off of fake blood, sticky eyeballs, and horrible hairy spiders, right up until Halloween itself. So that's Aladdin's cave, of caution. Uh, Go and get yourself stocked up on your Halloween bits and bobs. Thanks to the guys there for for sorting us out with that.
3: Yeah, spot on. Great shop. I've not been in there for a while, but um, yeah, with that offer, I might well get down there and uh, get myself some fake blood. Because it is the time of year.
0: Super. Yeah. They used to do uh, football kits for for like Action Men as well. So uh, I remember nice. having a yeah, I remember having a blue kit for, for one of my Action Men, which was very good. So nice. yeah, yeah. Hopefully they've nice. still got some uh, Norwich aways in stock for you. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. I'll get down and have a look. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Let's get on with our regular feature. What's the most nineties? And we have got a Halloween theme this time. I'm going to ask you guys, what is the most 90s Halloween sweet slash candy? We've got to you know, be bilingual on this collaborative yeah, podcast. It. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's uh, let's start with you, Stu.
0: Well, I have gone uh, I've gone hard boiled. Um, I've mm, actually okay. gone with I've actually gone mainly with a sweet. Uh, it's not around anymore. It was a, sh- a relatively short lived thing. Do you remember the Campino? Uh, so it was a sort of hard-boiled strawberry and cream type sweet and then then they also did like a peaches and cream uh, version as well Um, but the reason that whenever I think of Halloween sweets I think of Campino is that um, it's aligned with a particularly distressing uh, moment in my life well I didn't realize it was distressing at the time Um, but now I think now I think about it it was extremely distressing Um, I opened the front door once uh, to some trickle treaters in the late 90s and uh, my parents had had got in campinos for that for that evening to give out Um, Mm -hmm. and I went and answered the door to these trickle treaters and one of the uh, lads had the grey Man United sharp view cam away strip, the famous one where they they changed it at half time against Southampton. Yeah. and he'd uh, torn it, ripped it, put fake blood all over it, um, oh, no. just just completely used it for a you know, for a costume and to make it look like he had like a chest burster. Yeah, yeah. Um and now I think that shirt would be worth hundreds of <laughs> pounds. Um and, it's true. and all and, and all for a couple of campinos. <laughs> <laughs> not worth um, it. obviously we you know, you, you think about your big hitters, your haribos, your you know, your, your brands like that, but um but uh, yeah, it's, it's Campino for me. That's just just for that one just for that one memory. And also, uh, I'd like to give Campino a mention because I don't think anybody has mentioned them
3: since about two thousand and six. <laughs> I think I once <laughs> prematurely swallowed a Campino and uh, had a slightly <laughs> uh, dramatic moment uh, of of semi choking. I hadn't thought of it until you said the name, mm-hmm. um, but that's just come back to me. So.
0: So, so Campino scary. is linked
3: to distressing moments in both of our lives. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Perfect for Halloween. You're right. Wow. There you go. Yeah.
0: Very scary, sweet, obviously.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's go to you guys next. Uh, most millennial podcast. What do you think is the most 90s Halloween candy? I think Perfect. late.
1: Yeah. Late ahead. 90s for us and early 90s. Like the uh, uh, push pops. Was that 2000s, maybe? Push no, pops push are uh, fun. We're,
2: we're 90s. Yeah. Like ring pops. Push yeah. Pops. The
4: ring pops for sure. I remember the, Ring Pops were,
1: were the shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anything that you can put on your fingers or
1: just like. There's always a gimmick, uh, yeah. Lick. You the know. necklaces. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Yeah, yeah. Candy <laughs> necklaces. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the most 90s candy for yeah. sure. I think. Wasn't most
4: the, the the necklace wasn't <clears> sweet, <throat> though. The necklace was was just chalk and bitter as hell. <laughs> It that tasted tr-
1: like and acid. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, that was what you that's what you had after lunch because oh I got the
1: indigestion. It turned into tums, yeah, exactly. Now Sean and Drew, I think that we can all agree that the worst, but maybe the most quintessential 90s Halloween candy was candy corn. I, yeah, it's the
4: same. I mean, candy it was
2: corn they've always had since I think Halloween was invented.
4: Yeah. yeah, I I'd say it was it was there. It yeah. was present
1: <laughs> in Halloween
4: and my childhood. Yes, yeah.
1: every single nineties Halloween had to have candy corn or it's, it's not. not good.
4: <laughs> it's not flavored, it's just wax, it's weird. I don't know why it's a thing, honestly. Let's turn sugar into something that kids are gonna hate. It's terrible. The only one that I that really sticks out in my mind, it's not sweet, um, but it was uh airheads. you get the pre you get the individually packed airheads that were super sour and for me and my friends it was always who could have the most in their mouth
1: (laughs) that that was always a weird game to play with (laughs) (laughs) no i yeah something i I would always
2: like to watch but i never wanted to participate
1: (laughs) i have to say though listening to alex and Stu, listening to you guys um The candies that you reference, I have no frame of reference for. So I'm hoping that maybe this is the same thing for you guys as far as airheads or some of the things that we're saying. Maybe it's something new that you can find somewhere and try out a little taste of our childhood.
0: Uh, Alex, round this off for us. What's your most 90s Halloween sweet?
3: Well, I was thinking, I think nowadays there's probably lots of specifically Halloween themed sweets like, I don't know, Novelty Haribo and orange and ghost sort of shaped stuff but i think back in the day i'm not sure if there was uh and i was considering those individually foil wrapped balls they they were i bet there were some pumpkin ones of them but often footballs that sort of thing that you would get you know chucked in a trick-or-treat bucket but what i've gone for is the little boxes of smarties the little cardboard boxes of oh smarties. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. because i yeah exactly because they they were basically made for this sort of thing this and party bags is what those boxes of smarties were made for they're sort of hygienic you know you can chuck them around you can share them out it's a decent sized amount for for one person or one child and i just think of yeah they make me think of of the 90s and and childhood you could also maybe say if it was a, more, a healthier household it might be a box of sun made raisins in those little red boxes mm-hmm. uh, but then that's not technically a sweet so can't have that um so that was my choice, really. Yeah, those little boxes of Smarties, um, perfect for any uh, trick or treater who's come to your door this year.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, I think that you know the fun size, uh, the fun size area of things is is definitely always explored uh, around this time of year, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and there'll be there'll be plenty of fun size uh, Smarties boxes flying off the shelf. So, uh, yeah, get yourself uh, get yourself uh, down and and get yourself sorted out. Do they it, still? Do you know on the on the tubes of Smarties? Do they still print a letter of the alphabet on the inside of the uh, cap?
3: good question. Yeah, I don't know. It's been so long since I've had one, hmm. but I don't know. No, I don't know what that was all about. Was that just uh Did they just spell could... this spell out Smarties? Didn't they?
0: I'm not sure. I, I, I don't. It? I think you've got other letters. I think. Did you? Oh right. I don't know. I'll Have to. Um,
3: look. So well, if write you write in, if you know, yeah, please, because yeah, I can't yeah, be bothered to do. look it up. So yeah. Can I can I just ask, is there any phrase more associated with inverted commas than fun sized? When I mean fun sized, is never fun. I mean, it's just hmm. small. It's just smaller and less fun. But
0: yeah.
3: it's yeah. I think everyone knows what it means. Yeah. It's like a it's like a code, really, isn't it? Code for I parents, really. C- I
0: certainly have more fun eating a, a full size Mars bar than I do eating a fun sized Mars bar. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Oh well, there you go. <laughs>
3: it's a a classic classic marketing scam we don't it.
0: it's a misnomer on every conceivable level
3: yeah (laughs) okay so let's get into it then let's get into the the proper the the bulk of the episode which is of course halloween in the 90s the first question i'm going to ask for us all to answer is how important do you think halloween is in your your respective country so we'll start with most millennial podcast how do you guys think halloween is in the states in terms of importance
4: i feel like it and maybe just because of the age i feel like it was more of a thing when i was younger i
3: yeah. feel
4: like it's dwindled a lot in the states recently it's because you're older, Drew. It's not for you anymore. But even even then, like even as an adult, I don't think I'm answering the door. Uh, I f- I, f- I mean, there's an, there's a lot of kids in my neighborhood. We're in a new kind of development. Um, Do you think that's COVID at all? I don't. I don't know. I just am not answering the door as frequently as I feel like I did, or even my parents did back when we were kids. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I have enough no way to or nothing to point at as far
1: as a reason goes. Um, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. Like Halloween is more uh, important to me now that I have kids than it was sure. to me as a kid. And I think part of that was like living out in the boonies. Yeah. You know, what was some, your
4: Halloween like out in the boonies? Because you lived literally on a mountain. Did yeah. you just go to your aunt and uncle's house and then like back and Here's, forth to your parents and your uncle's
1: house? no here's the sad thing like we had a here's the sad thing we had kind of like a religious smugness about it like oh you (laughs) you worship satan well we we don't um and so we would have movie nights every halloween and like Mm. if anybody knocked on the door it's like shut the lights off. Pretend we're not home. Yeah. Like there was a fear that there was going to be trick or treaters, which is like strange,
4: dude. If someone showed up at your house on Halloween, I would genuinely be afraid because your house or your parents' house, rather in the middle of the night on top of a mountain (laughs) is actively terrifying.
1: Yeah, no there's there's spooky bears and if there was a dude knocking on the door you're like that guy's Well and it's the an fox too.
2: Like you've got the fox den next to your parents' house all like Yes. Ah! Ah! Like, oh, it's a horrible sound. Like it... foxes
4: are terrible.
2: Yeah. So during Halloween that so yes, Halloween is never, a big deal. I never really Halloween thought about your deal.
4: Halloween reading Yeah, we, no. It was a big deal for my family. We I mean my sister and I dressed up all the time. It was a big deal as far as what we planned on. Mom would, you know, make like all of our costumes. It was, a, it was, a, and even and then we had it. We lived in a cul-de-sac, and there were a bunch of relatively same-aged kids just like all around the cul-de-sac. So it was like a massive thing. And then just I guess comparing that to now, I just as even as an adult, I think I answered the door last year like maybe four times. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, yeah, exactly. I I think that um, as a parent, I'm really enjoying Halloween with the kids because it's something like I didn't get to indulge in. And I was Mm. very jealous as a kid as far as like Mm. my best friend growing up would have a pillowcase full of candy, the coolest Mm. costume. Mm. He would be able to like, I mean, like, yes, he had to take his his candy to the police station to be (laughs) x-rayed. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is bullshit by the
2: way there's never anything in that candy continue
1: yeah yeah and always the fear like no somebody's putting drugs in the candy um <laughs> drugs are expensive they're Someone's not just getting
2: away their out. drugs yeah <laughs> someone dropped their drugs in my pillowcase box.
1: <laughs> should but i take w- it back to them this was like the spooky scary mm-hmm. side of halloween that that our family kind of bought into and well, it, that was I'd, like that was
4: definitely for the 90s too where you would hear a thing from your neighbors or like something with the rumor mill you know was just circulating and so that's you had no way to check it or no easy way to check it um, and so that yeah. that rumor would spiral out of
1: control. Going back to the original question a little bit, how important is Halloween in the United States? I think for young kids, super important i think for college kids college kids it's totally (laughs) a thing it's yeah it's especially especially living in a holiday yeah oh yeah living in a college town like that is the craziest night of the year is halloween it feels like
3: okay then Stu. uh what about over here on this side of the pond do you think uh well how important do you think halloween is over here in the uk um
0: i don't think it's as big a deal in the uk as it is in the us um there's a lot of culturally iconic uh, things to do with Halloween uh, from the US. The best Halloween movies, the best Halloween music, uh, Halloween TV specials, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you just you don't seem to get that level of engagement in the UK. You, you, obviously, you get, you know, kids will go out and, and trick or treat and there will be costumes and the, the shops will sell, uh, you know, Halloween things to to do, do at the front of your house, et cetera. Um, but no, I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it is, unfortunately, because uh, I I do love I do love a good Halloween. Uh, I don't think it is as I don't think people get as involved in it over here as they do in the US. Um, Yeah. And I say, I I think it's a shame.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it is is still seen as a bit more of an American thing. Mm -hmm. And I think you sometimes hear maybe more so from older people, people moaning that it's like, oh, it's just an American thing. And it's come over here and it's sort of it's commercialized and all, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I think maybe it's becoming a bit more popular over here. And I mean, I totally hope it does, because like you, I really like Halloween. I think mm-hmm. it's a sort of I've grown to like it m- much more over recent years. Um, and, and here, here comes my, my brother with his first mention of the pod. Um, <laughs> uh, he is very much into it, and I think maybe some of that's rubbed off on me. Um, but I think it's I think it's a good time of year to have some sort of celebration because we don't have anything in the autumn really here. Um, obviously, in America, you guys have got the um, we've got Thanksgiving, which is massive. I think maybe almost as big as Christmas or bigger than Christmas, whereas we don't have anything like that, apart from a Harvest Festival, of course, mm-hmm. which uh, of course. all that really precipitates is is bringing in a can of beans to your, your school, <laughs> your school hall for an assembly. But um, I've got a great
0: Harvest Festival story, if you want it, but it's, it's going <laughs> off topic.
3: Well, I don't think we're going to do an episode on Harvest Festival, <laughs> so you might have to use it now. Well, it's very, it's, it's
0: very short, but in about 1997 or 8, my mum sent me into school with a can of soup for Harvest Festival, which had a best before date of 1993. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure it would have been um, uh, re- rejected at the quality control stage. But that's <laughs> yeah. always um, it, I think it was one of these things where... Uh, I sort of mentioned it like five minutes before I was due to, due to go out of the
3: house, and well, <laughs> yeah. there wasn't
0: anything else. It, it must have been. I don't think my mum would have done that deliberately. Yeah. Um, probably, anyway, well, sorry. That's Harvest festival.
3: That can kind of soup or whatever it was 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 very much a uh, being stored for the event of some great disaster, wasn't it? Now your mum probably thought yeah. the Cold War is over now, <laughs> the, the threat of nuclear <laughs> destruction is mm. is reduced, so we can finally get rid of it. So she was probably it, glad to. It, to it was get definitely. It out of her the, hands. Definitely
0: in the nuclear winter section of the of the cupboard, along with the <laughs> the, the beans and sausages and yeah. <laughs> things like that. The stuff that yeah, in, uh, yeah, yeah. in for a time of great uh, great
3: need. But anyway, sorry, I, I digress. Um, but yeah, that I think we could really benefit from making more of it and having. Well, actually, I heard this. Let's see what you think of this. I heard on Adrian Child, this was uh, on mm-hmm. on Radio Five. I I do love Adrian Childs. And he was having Just a... for our American <laughs> listeners,
0: can you can you describe who Adrian Charles Adrian is? Adrian
3: Charles is a he's just a radio presenter. He he's been on the TV as well. He's just an affable, knowledgeable, often sort of quite political. Well, he does political sort of shows. And I just yeah, he's a West Brom fan. But now I've now I've got to explain who West Brom are. I should have said that. <laughs> Forget it. He's just uh he's he's a he's a good radio presenter and I like him.
0: And to um, Reed
3: and Sean, if you can let
0: us know who the US equivalent is of Adrian Charles after, from that <laughs> description, I'd be I'd be very interested to know. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Uh, and who's the US equivalent of West Brom? It's probably someone like Pittsburgh. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland something. Something like Browns. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, he suggested he they, they were talking, this was a few months ago, about um bank oh. holidays. And I think there was talk about well, the fact that we have so many bunched together at the beginning of summer and maybe we should spread them out a bit. And he suggested maybe Halloween would be a good place for one. And I'm totally on board with that. And if, Adrian, if you're listening, if you want to start a campaign on social media or beyond, I will fully back you on that, because I think yeah. ha- a Halloween back holiday would be brilliant. We really do need something to take the edge off the fact that summer is over and, you know, the weather's getting cold. It'd be, I think it'd be genuinely, the more I think about it, the nicer I think it would be to have, a bank holiday in autumn where, you know, people go out for walks and in the, in the leaves and, you know, and all the Halloween stuff as well. Yeah. I think we should do it. Um, this so isn't it, the first time
0: that Charles has been bang on the money.
3: <laughs> no, it's not. And it will definitely not be the last time either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think a difference between the UK and the US is that we're not so big on tricks in this country. People go trick or treating kids do it every year. Mm-hmm. But it's very much a treat-focused trick or treat session, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of tricks. Um, like, for example, I've never seen a tree be TP'd or toilet papered. No. You know, I've never seen that. Um, I've never. No, I've just never seen any like egging or broken windows or shattered mm-hmm. bones or anything like that. Um, and I think that might be a difference. Um, well, I was I find saving out.
0: this for later, but I'll tell you now because it fits in. The only thing I can ever remember like this happening to my family was my dad's the Mark III Cavalier, yeah, um, yeah. having some um, spaghetti thrown at it while we, while <laughs> we were driving while we were driving down our um, driving down our street. Um, oh dear. On the way back from a Halloween thing, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But it was well, the it wasn't like dry spaghetti. It was the spaghetti like in a tin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, some kids presumably on their way up from the park. They they were dressed up. Um, but they, yeah. yeah, they they threw a bunch of um, wet spaghetti at the Cavaliers. Were they like, were they, as, were they dressed
3: up as, were they dressed up as mafiosos or something? <laughs> I reckon. I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> One okay. day we'll do we'll do a collaborative podcast with an Italian podcast, and they'll probably mm. reveal that this is actually something they do in Italy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, remains it'll to be, be seen. Bellissimo in the, I don't know what the Italian is for '90s, but <laughs> yeah, it'll be Bellissimo <laughs> in the '90s. Yeah. Like. Yes. Yeah um great
0: alejandro greenwood (laughs) that doesn't work that's spanish we'll cut that
3: out uh well for me uh halloweens were not that big in the 90s when i was growing up uh they were fairly low key for me and I don't know if this is going to come as a shock to anyone here but I've I never went trick-or-treating and I have never been trick-or-treating um so that was not like not on my radar when I was growing up because we grew up in the um the sticks somewhat we were a bit out of town it would have been a, a good mile or two to get into town before we could start knocking any doors and no one knocked on our doors um if they did it would have been absolutely terrifying <laughs> in the middle of the night out in the countryside but um yeah I think the only I can only really remember one Halloween with much sort of detail and that was one where we just me and my brother dressed up I must have been I don't know seven or eight or nine something like that I think we both dressed up as devils I can remember actually this memory comes mainly from photographs and that's so it's a bit of a false memory really but we both dressed up as devils and yeah I, I I don't know what else we did apart from that we probably had like a nice meal and then some snacks and stuff maybe watch a film uh or my dad made this sort of sword thing because he was sort of a bit of a carpenter my dad he you sort of, sort of you tuck it into your trousers and up your shirt and it would look like you'd been stabbed with a sword so i remember <laughs> that there's he's he's wearing that in the photos and yeah I, and my mum would always make pumpkin pie which is actually quite american i, th- I mean it is a quite mm-hmm. american but for us it was very american um and yeah my brother was like that but i never i never had it I've never liked the idea of pumpkin pie and that stops me even trying it, which is pathetic really. But the idea of a vegetable based sweet pie, I just, I can't get on board with that. It is, it's it's too incongruous, but actually did grow pumpkins one year in, in the back garden. Me and my mum grew some pumpkins and they were so successful. We took them into my primary school one day just to show them off because they were so spectacular. So that was a moment of great, um, Halloween pride for me. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it was not a big thing for me. No, it was. I would hear about trick or treating from friends, but never did it myself. Um, what about you, Stu?
0: Well, um, that makes two of us because I have never been trick or treating either. Ah. Um, which again is is further proof that we are perfectly matched to host this podcast together. <laughs> um, uh, I did go to town on on one Halloween, and I think I've I've told the story on the pod before, but. Um, It was probably a long time ago and it's obviously very relevant now, so uh, so I'll tell it again. But um, uh, where my parents uh, lived and still live um, is uh, about three minutes walk from uh, a petrol station, uh, which was uh, Texaco. It still is Texaco. Um, And uh, this must have been. I think I'm fairly confident in pinning it on 97. Um, They held a Halloween uh, dressing up contest for the local kids in the car wash. Um, now the stuff wasn't going at the time. The, the, mess, the brushes and the wax and all that wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't all going at the time. But they, they shut down the cars really and I, to this day, I can't. I don't know why they did it or what what they thought, you know. Um, but I, I, so I decided I wanted to do this, and um, and I got all the kit to, to be a vampire. So I so I got a cape and some fake blood, and you know, I was, had some smart trousers on and a white shirt, um, and I, I had a mask as well. And then there were a load of kids there that I knew, but and I was saying hello to them, but nobody knew who I was because I had the mask on. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I couldn't figure out that people couldn't recognize me because <laughs> of the mask. And I was getting a bit frustrated, but I never realized. <laughs> and I remember it might have been a kid in my in my year called Aaron Cleverly, I think. But I remember somebody being there and I think it was him just being wrapped from head to toe in tinfoil. <laughs> so he so was like a sort of Martian or a spaceman. Or so obviously there was an opening for his face. I mean they weren't stupid. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was just totally wrapped. In, which and it was like all formed around his like which I which I thought remember thinking was pretty cool. Yeah. And tried to recreate on one occasion when I was about um sixteen and had access to some industrial uh, <laughs> an industrial roll of of uh, tin foil, but it didn't work out as well. Um. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and on the way home from that was when the, the spaghetti incident occurred. <laughs> um, but then I, I swung from enjoying it, from enjoying it like that, I, I then swung the, the other way, because I think that, that there had been a spate of um or, or as, as you say, it, it didn't really happen, but I must have got it in my head that um, older kids were going to try and do something to our house because I remember insisting one year that um, we were all in, but I remember insisting on pretending that we were out. So we had all the lights off, all the curtains were drawn, everything. And um, and we, we were sort of watching TV. And I don't know why my parents put up with it, but we were watching TV in the in the, in the lounge, but but with everything sort of to say that we were out nobody would knock on the door. And I remember being stopped from putting some signs on the uh, front door which said something like, if you don't move away from the front door within five seconds, the roof-mounted machine guns will start, or, or something like that. I, I don't know why. I was just so um now of course i realize that f- for most of my life I've, I've suffered from some form of anxiety um, but but and and and, uh, and and that was the way it went so um so yeah that, that's my memory of of halloween in the 90s i went all out on on one and then really didn't participate again um yeah <laughs> so uh yeah a bit of a strange one and if i can um just sp- stray into the 2000s briefly um, the last Halloween party I can remember going to was in about uh, 2006. It was a house party. Uh, I went in my normal clothes, but I drew a uh, scar on my forehead in lipstick and I had a broomstick and I said that I was Harry Potter
3: on a stack do. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. There you have it. Yeah, I there wasn't much... Nothing happened at school, did it, or anything like that. I don't remember there ever certainly not a primary school i don't think anything that was you wouldn't go in it all be you know made up or decorations or anything. it was just very much uh you know yeah. just do it at home it's this is not really a, a big thing Yeah, it's, it's such a shame I, I i love a halloween party it's my favorite thing now um and over you know the last 10 or 15 years i, I it's my favorite sort of house party it's definitely a halloween party i think yeah, yeah. I, it's a, I can't think of anything i really dressed up in in the 90s which is a shame but uh there you
0: go well we're really well placed to uh present this episode aren't we (laughs) Uh, (laughs) as it turns out (laughs) well uh those are our own mildly disappointing recollections of of halloween in the 90s so hopefully um drew reed and sean uh you've got something a little bit better
2: so as uh kind of the elder millennial um you know i grew up i was so I graduated uh, high school in 2000. So yeah, all of my trick-or-treating was kind of in the 90s. And uh, some of the, the fear stuff that we've kind of touched on was definitely present. But man, my parents didn't care about that shit. They just said, Philip, fill up your sack. Um, no. Yeah, I always had a pillowcase full of candy. I was always one of those kids. But yeah. then my candy would just sit in a punch bowl in my yeah. like downstairs closet for a year, and my <laughs> sister and I would just pick at that bowl <laughs> periodically throughout the year. Um, but it was always a fun time. It was we always had a blast. Like all of the the sen- sensationalized fear aspect uh, that that our media would put out there never really applied. Or if it did, it just existed in those stories for me. Yeah. Um. I never knew anyone who got the razor blades. The poison the drugs the um anything like about the only things that would happen would uh be toilet papered houses uh smashed pumpkins and uh you know occasional uh hypothermia no big
1: deal that's one thing that our friends from across the pond mentioned (laughs) uh, just briefly was that they didn't see a lot of tricks or or tp trees or anything I feel like later in the '90s, I was kind of the like TP prankster sort of thing, never on Halloween, but always, you know throughout throughout life. <laughs> yeah, I think we put 80 rolls of toilet paper in one of our friends' tree. <laughs> that was just good Lord. I know, I was a bad kid. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I owe you an apology. Hey, COVID's going to be something. We're going to need that
2: toilet paper. (laughs)
4: Um, My sister and I, I mean, my sister and I growing up in the 90s, we we went hard on Halloween, but it was, was, for us, I don't think it was ever really about the candy. I mean, that was definitely a nice perk. For me and her, it was always about how cool our costumes were. For us, it was just an excuse to dress up and go all out for whatever pop culture reference we wanted to do. Um, And then, luckily enough, our mom was just, Super avid about like helping out with the costumes, so I always remember just like literally telling her in September, "This is what I want to do," and then she, you know, you know, just would like pull out all the stops and try to make your make our costumes as badass as as she possibly could. That's what I remember. Um,
1: and the do best you remember way, what's that? I, I was gonna say, do you remember any of the costumes that you picked out or anyone's in particular? Um, that-
4: it's not '90s, but I remember my mom threw together i was still pretty young um uh, a pretty badass jack sparrow costume nice. like i was pumped about this i felt like i was the shit in that thing i
1: think um, i've seen pictures
4: yeah i mean looking back at it now it's it's not great but like at the time at that age however old i was it was it was rad um and then if i'm pulling out specifically the 90s it wasn't made it was i think store-bought Excuse me, but my sister and I went as the Red and the Pink Ranger oh, uh, yeah. one year. Yeah. Um, Don't
1: they have, like, a love tryst in, in Power Rangers? Is that what <laughs> <you> <laughs> probably, We Probably. We probably chose wrong um, um, in
4: hindsight. But uh, I remember, like, getting specifically the belt and having the belt that I think was, at the time, the talisman of whatever the power was. I remember that oh, being, that's right. like, the coolest thing that Wasn't you was it Red T-Rex? Have. Yeah. And so yeah. that, and then I think Tara, she was pink, so she was the pterodactyl, I want to yeah. say. Just yeah. Fitting. Her name's Tara. Um, and for whatever reason, it was like the belt. The belt was like the, my prize. The, the helmet was like one of those crappy half-plastic helmets that didn't do much. But I remember feeling so cool in that one. Um, and then the best way to describe what trick-or-treating was like for me in the 90s was, if you remember the scene... Uh, in E.T. during the Halloween where he's just yeah. going out and like the, the amount of kids on the street like that was what we experienced um, just the streets just being littered with children and candy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're still alive aren't they like it's <laughs> <laughs> they're alive they're walking around but it was just like it was a it was a scene man like it was a party uh, at least on our block that's so awesome Sean do you remember any of your costumes or, or anything uh, in particular um, see uh gosh
2: yeah this wouldn't have been 90s this would have been actually 80s Mm. um there is this this face paint that my mom got but it was activated it was like a a, like a carbonation or something in it with a makeup so you'd apply it and then you put this other application on it and it would start to bubble and fizz whoa so almost like warts and like little scabs and things
3: (laughs) And that was
2: that was probably the coolest makeup ever, just because of the way it felt, but then the way it looked was just like, oh my god, that was really
4: cool. Yeah, Yeah. Man.
1: That sounds cool. But since it's from the eighties, it probably gave us all cancer or something. Oh, for sure. Like uh that's why all my those skin.
4: People
2: yeah, if you if you see my skin, that's why it's so horrible today, is because of that makeup.
1: <laughs> the one time use. The
2: one time application. And then yeah, Like, the news report the next day. uh, (laughs) Sean, I hate to say this.
1: Your mom used acid. (laughs) Um, That is awesome. Uh, I missed out on this, but, like, I would still dress up on Halloween, even though we wouldn't go anywhere.
4: And just stare by the window? Stand by the window?
1: Yeah, yeah, and be like, oh, if only, if only. (laughs) This year oh, I am God that's sad. <laughs> and... That explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> this
2: year I'm going to be dressed as a boy that
1: really wants to go trick or treating. Wink wink. And oh man, we played trick or treating. My sister and I would play <laughs> trick or treating because there was no mountain kids to go trick. I did not know
4: this about you. That's yeah. wow. I'm sorry this man. Is, There's this no this is no other way to like put a it. Whole that level. Sucks.
1: Well, Drew I first went trick-or-treating with you. Do you remember this?
4: I remember this until you told me that it was your first time. I don't think even the day of, I don't think I knew it was your first time. This was well after the 90s. Well after the 90s. This is after we've graduated high school. We're both in college. Um, I didn't know it was your first time. Yeah. I feel bad because it was your first time because I think we went to a house. But and we got a king-size. <laughs> we did get a king-size. Well, we went to that hey, house because they gave out king-size. That's size. a great first experience, man. But so that means – so if that was your first time, but pre-kids, that means we – you literally – you came over. We went to – we dressed up. Um, I was Batman, and you were a bumblebee, Robin. B- <laughs> no, a
1: <laughs> bumblebee. I wore his mom's bumblebee suit. <laughs> it
4: was a big <laughs> – it was a big bumblebee onesie. We'll have to post uh, it on Instagram. Yeah, post it on the Instagram. It was like all we had that fit. We literally went. We walked down the cul de sac. We went to the house that I knew had the king size. And <laughs> you, don't to, you don't want to waste your time at the, the lady, other houses. Yeah, the lady opened. So I'm in Batman, and I've got the cowl on, and and so I have complete anonymity as far as who I am. And you're and, a good deal
1: smaller than me, uh, which much is a part of the story that's important. Yeah.
4: And so we open, and and so it's this lady that I know, because again, she lives, she's a neighbor, and she goes, "Oh, you know, mom, mom, uh, I don't know how, how you say it. mom accent. Oh, look at you guys, aren't you guys adorable?" And it goes, "I'm I'm Batman," and you but say,
1: "You growled it out, I'm Batman." I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah.
4: And- and I go, I'm a a bee. You did. You said, I'm a a bee And she goes, I remember specifically, she goes, yes, you are. she <laughs> yes. Gives us each a king size. And okay. then you <laughs> lift, she closes the door. We walk down the driveway. And you literally go like, I think I'm done. I get it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that was it. That was your trick-or-treating yeah. experience. Wow. I kind of yeah. want to
2: want you to interview your neighbor now go back to that i want to know what she was thinking about this man Uh, dressed as a giant bee that says and i'm a bee and and yes you are
4: she it was so she was so
1: kind yeah it was so Uh, but that's the
2: thing is like what did she think like, I mean, what was going through her mind was like, well, do I do I do this? <laughs>
1: Maybe well, he's not well. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because
4: it's li- like, Reed, you just look like a college student that has the, the like, hairband antennas on and then just a <laughs> oversized B onesie on. And you're just in jeans. And, like, yeah. so it's, like it's minimal effort. No effort at all. And oh, I, come on. That's I didn't effort. even have a you mask to, to hide yeah, my shame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I had the cow, she didn't know that probably at the time that I was, or maybe she didn't, was just being polite, that's probably more so what she was. But it just <laughs> you just saying that, and then either she was being polite or condescending, there's no way to know it, but you were just like, uh, okay, I yeah. get it. <laughs> that's I'm enough for done. me. I'm I've, done here. I've, so we I've went straight it. back to my house cheated. and had pizza. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, cause I don't think at the time I knew that that was your first time. Or really? if you told me I forgot.
1: Maybe I was too embarrassed to share that at that time. Maybe. 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 Well, and I
2: mean, I think this just points out the fact that Halloween is for kids. Whether you are a child or you're a parent living through your children or, you know, the kind um, people who own the houses giving candy to strange children um (laughs) i mean it's for kids it's not for first time college kids dressing up in their friends mom's bumblebee outfit
4: yeah clearly i as an as an adult and now a parent i will i will state that i i don't know if look down on is the best way to describe it but if i showed up in my b-suit
1: yeah if i showed up in my b-suit you'd like just get out of here. Just I, I want see. I, I would give yeah. you
2: candy. I would give you
4: candy for the effort if you just showed up as some guy. If there's be like, effort Come into it, for sure, a hundred percent. But if there's <clears like throat> a kid that shows up in the colored T-shirt and you're just like, I'm a, I'm a popsicle. I'm a B. Yeah. <laughs> then no. I'm Brad.
1: <laughs> I but bet minute. you are. <laughs>
2: you certainly are, Brad.
1: Back to the king size though, like why are fun size? I agree with Alex and Stu on this. Like fun size is not fun. Like the king size is fun. Yeah, fun size
2: is a ripoff.
4: Yeah.
1: It. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is. It's just more work. I'm gonna
4: eat candy till I feel sick, and so I'm just opening those wrappers <laughs> until you know. So
1: wasteful. Junk- yeah, exactly.
2: <clears throat> you see, see, yeah, fun size was invented by a bunch of boomers who didn't care about the environment, who didn't care that all of this plastic would be swarming in the ocean and just being filled up and nowhere to go. It's all because of the fun size.
4: All of that's, it. extra is plastic. It the, is it part of the diet craze? Like, I don't know when, if that's even a thing really, but is it? Is oh, it, a, yeah. that's is kind it of trying to be like, oh, here's portion here's, you know Oh, you just want a little sugar or you just want a portion of that Three Musketeers bar, right? I don't yeah. know i don't know i want to eat it all (laughs) yeah
2: i I want the
3: i want the whole thing Uh, we've actually got some correspondence on this this question of of what halloween was like uh in the 90s for us over here in the uk this all came in on our facebook so it seems like a good time to read it out so yeah on facebook susie susie thorpe uh said was anyone else only given bin bags to make their halloween costumes that's That, I think, was probably true for a few people. I think, Stu, don't you have yeah. someone who said the same thing? Uh,
0: yeah, Emma Henley on Facebook says the costumes made from bin bags were something else, so bin bags were clearly a big raw material for, for Halloween costumes mm. uh, in yeah.
3: the 90s. A classic sort of parent realising last minute that it's Halloween mm-hmm. and they need to do something for, for the costumes, so... Yeah, probably. Well, you true. can knock up a
0: cape, can't you? I mean, you can use the, the ties for the bin bag to go around oh, the neck and then yeah. it just lends itself to it perfectly, doesn't it? The very, Yeah, they're very So, yeah.
3: yeah. Also on Facebook, a friend of the pod, Nat Bennett, said, uh, I dressed up as a witch for a Halloween party one year and my mum tried to glue a sugar puff onto my face to act as a wart. All I remember <laughs> about the party is either trying to keep the sugar <laughs> puff wart on my face or trying to find it on the floor because it had fallen off for the hundredth time. Um I think that sounds like a delicious wart.
0: <laughs> what is it with parents and like, like we had, we had um wife of the pod, Beth's mum using bleach on her brother's face a few, <laughs> yeah. a few episodes ago. Yeah, We've yeah. now got parents gluing sugar puffs to their children's face. Where will it yeah. end? <laughs> like, I know. Oh, this Terrible. is clearly, this is something that I'm, I'm pretty glad I was left behind in the nineties. It has to be said, the, um, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, using hazardous, uh, hazardous materials
3: on your children's skin Don't yeah, do yeah um and then yeah finally a friend of the pod hannah kelly fletcher says uh, i remember having a halloween party with friends uh we did apple bobbing which just washed off the carefully applied face paints uh then a trick or treater knocked at the door and i answered it uh this teenager asked me if i wanted to see the flower trick and when i said yes they threw a handful of flour in my face Aww. which is not very nice and it's not trick or treat either that's just no. just an abusive practical joke yeah um and it's not very nice i feel for you there hannah i think that's actually called antiquing they do it a lot in jackass the when you throw right. flour on someone's face i guess because you look suddenly look like you're a, an <laughs> antique but um that's I, that's not nice
0: i did that once to get out of a sticky situation uh,
3: <laughs> if, can... if, if you want
0: the story please well, it um, wasn't
3: flower either, but... Um, but uh, <laughs> I feel like we should almost leave it there and, just, and it could be uh, next no, time. No, it's
0: okay. It's okay. When I was in... Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know, I was year, year two or three, so I was uh, six or seven, and um, there was, like, an old, uh, like, plastic Wendy house at, 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 the, at the Caution Primary, um, which had been donated, obviously, by somebody, and some some bigger kids trapped me in it um, and, and were holding the door shut. And the only window in this thing was, like, on the door. Hmm. And after a little while of being in there, um, they were, like, looking in through the window at me. And uh, there was, like, some just some dry, like, earth inside the Wendy house. So yeah, yeah. I picked up a handful of that, waited until he looked at me again, threw it in his face. He fell backwards, opened the door. I escaped. But then I yes. got in trouble.
3: What? For, like,
0: that, for yeah. that
3: ingenious escape? That's, exactly. You should be I applauded.
0: I know, right? Genius. But, yeah, but I was the one who got like, like the like James Topping and the uh, and the sand. If you remember that one, that's another one where I had to take the the blame, and it, it wasn't my fault.
3: I don't remember so, that. You might have to. You don't remember me. that? I
0: was I was holding a cup of sand in the classroom for some oh. reason, and he like came out yeah. behind me and jogged me, yeah. and it went everywhere. And then uh, and then I got the um, I got the blame for tipping the sand everywhere.
3: So everyone has their own examples of that sort of injustice at the hands of teachers, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's 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 like teachers oh you know i don't want to bad teachers it's a difficult <laughs> profession but
0: let's save that for um <laughs> for the episode
3: uh... education in the 90s
0: and <laughs> um, um, scars i haven't healed over in, from, <laughs> from the 90s. From education in the 90s yeah let's save, <laughs> yeah. That, save it for that <laughs> good idea good idea <laughs> um okay so what's happening with the second part of this episode al
3: uh the second part of this episode is actually going to be on the most millennial podcasts uh stream it's going to be their their deal and um we're gonna we'll let them take the uh take the lead with that and so yeah to hear the rest of this you are gonna to have to head over to their amazing channel which is a good opportunity to listen to all their other episodes which are also uh brilliant and uh, they're relatively new as well so there's not not a not a terrifying sort of backlog that you'll need to catch up on you can you can happily listen to all they've got on there in a day or two and definitely recommend you do that um guys do you want to tell us uh where we can find your podcast just so everyone knows where to look oh yeah
4: instagram.com um mostly mostly the mostly millennial pod no is it's that what the it
1: is? most millennial podcast oh, that's it <laughs> who are we what are we doing here i'm a beat <laughs>
4: Yeah, you should plug because you know it
1: <laughs> yeah so um where you can find us you can find us wherever you get your podcasts we're on spotify apple and all the major services uh you can also check us out on instagram at the most millennial pod cast actually it's the most millennial podcast our twitter <laughs> is the most millennial pod <laughs> oh okay, let's take it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i like it Thank you very much, guys. Be sure to look out for the second half of this collaborative episode on the Most Millennial podcast feed in a short while. But until we meet again, uh, it's goodbye from me. I'm just off to go and do the
3: flower trick on my wife. (laughs) Uh, And it's goodbye from me. I'm just off to TP the neighbour's tree. Bye for now. Bye.